welcome to our podcast, the Cultivate and Keep podcast, specifically with Corey Haynes and hey. myself. What's up? Okay, I got a question for you, Corey. Okay, hit me. All right, this is a Michael Scott office reference, kind of, a little okay, bit. Okay, love of. it. Would you rather start a sentence without knowing where you are going to go with it, or have a sentence... That's all thought out, but extremely boring with no punch. Mm. I think I'd rather start a sentence where I have no idea where it's going. Mm. In fact, I think that's my strategy usually. Really? Uh, talking. For sure that's mine, but I yeah. think you're a bit more planned than I am. Well, I think I would like to think so, but the reality is that I don't plan it very well, and it just doesn't come out very well most of the time either. So I have to just you know give it a couple of runs before I really get out what I want to. Uh, you, on the other hand, see Michael Scott, what he would say, is that sometimes he starts a sentence but doesn't know where it's going. And I think that you find it, and sometimes I just don't find it. Mm. So, <laughs> But it's kind of like bumpy sometimes. <laughs> it's a little there. bit of bumpy road. I may yeah. find, find the end route. You right, know, but right, right, right. It might take a while to get there, though. Yeah. A couple detours. <sighs> okay, like well, though. before we hit record, Corey was like, we should do one of those like would-you-rather things. And I was like, let's do one around starting because we're talking about starting. And I tried really hard to think of one, and that was super lame, so I'm sorry. So this but is thank you for bearing through and not hitting that 30-second skip button there we go. on your podcast. Unless you did do that, you are dead to me. Um, In which case, welcome back. Welcome back. And this is now our terrible segue into starting, starting something. Starting something new. There we go. Yeah. Well, um, Corey and I have both kind of started some new things and so kind of we've definitely started some new yes. things and very new um i mean at the time of recording very new when this publishes i think it'll be a couple of months but um yeah i was kind of thinking you know what's like a relevant topic and what seems kind of like you know just recent so um for myself i have recently started a moving company very excited um, congrats thank you it's been, um, I think just a lot of what sparked this idea, but this for me has been in the, in the works now for about three months. Like I've had the idea of kind yeah. of been working on it, massaging it, kind of just getting things like launched and ready. And from my perspective, like I'm disappointed in how long it took me. Um, I think there are like uh, good reasons why it did. <laughs> like I've, I've been busy. I haven't been like procrastinating, but um, never, nevertheless, like I, I wanted to do it sooner than I have. And so kind of what sparked this idea of like, you know, starting can be hard. And I think it's, it's daunting, it's intimidating and it can be, um, easy to like shy away or like not even, or not even like face like a new startup idea. So that's, that's been my like more recent thing I've done, but yeah. for you, what's been some, something new you've started? Yeah. So, um, I just started working on my own stuff full time. So starting some consulting, uh, sort of restarting Swipe Files and different parts of Swipe Files. So launching a community. Uh, I'll be launching a podcast for Swipe Files here as well. Um, there's lots of other kind of new things I'll be starting eventually um, on, a, on a smaller scale. But uh, yeah, I mean, the big thing has just been like me starting working on my own projects, kind of going on my own. That's a big part of it. Mm. Even uh, I was going to say though, these are like two big examples. I feel like starting i don't know every day like starting a new habit starting work sometimes it's like hard you know like uh starting a new um part of something you know you know what's funny is it's still going but uh, i think that got connect disconnected yeah starting in general is hard and 
uh, like you said, small, you know, think of like habits, right? So maybe it's a diet, maybe it's just losing weight, eating healthy, um, you know, other habits like waking up early, um, a new hobby, playing guitar, getting outside, taking walks, reading, anything new is hard. Yeah. And, um, I, we're thinking more along the lines of our, our recent like projects, which are uh, both like business stuff, but like w- I wanted to ask, like, why is why is starting so hmm. darn hard? I mean, um, I feel frustrated. I feel like, gosh, like I'm I'm happy. Like I feel stoked today. Like when I, I called you and I finally did it, I was like, email sent, it's published. <laughs> it's on Instagram. Like it's done. And you were like, yeah, whatever. It was cool. But I also kind of feel like, man, I wish it would have been a little bit sooner. Um, it's been hard, but like, why is starting hard, whether it's small or big? I know. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of science in there and psychology and stuff that's way above my pay grade, but, um, there's a couple of books that have been, uh, they've been helpful for me and like, at least like thinking about it. Um, one is called the war of art by Stephen Pressfield. And it's, um, it's geared towards like, you know, artists, you know, people who are a little bit more like creative, but it's really applicable literally to anyone. I think we're all artists in our own way. Uh, the other one is called the heart to start, which is very literally about starting things and kind of, uh, venturing out or, you know, just breaking ground on something. And they both really center on this idea of, uh, Stephen Pressfield calls it the resistance. Um, and, uh, David Davy, uh, the author of the heart to start kind of builds on top of that idea as well. Um, I'm not exactly sure why it is, but there's, it's just like a phenomenon, like starting something, your brain and your body and everything in you always meets it with some sort of resistance. I mean, I think it's, there are parts of this, right. And we can dig into each one. Um, but it really just comes down to, uh, I think our managing our own psychology and like what's going on in our brains. Hmm. That's funny. You bring that up because I have not read those books, but I'm going to sounds exciting. Um, but one of the things I put down was like, it feels like there's resistance, like something like so funny. Um, like I felt that way. I, I don't know what it is. I couldn't pin it, but it feels like opposition, some kind of like force, something like pushing against starting. It's, it's literally resistance. Yeah. It's super weird. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty interesting. Uh, so for you, I mean, what was going through, because it was very recent, what was going through your mind when you were, uh, starting, I mean, first starting the moving company idea, and then two, like launching it, you know, mm-hmm. like starting the marketing of it and essentially like starting the business mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. We, um, at the start of this year, we, me and Connie were talking about just other like business ideas. We wanted to start something new. Um, we were talking about maybe buying some investment property, maybe starting a new company. Um, I think on this podcast, we've talked about that, but, um, we've wanted something different. Didn't know what it was going to be. We had another idea that was a bit different. Um, but our other idea needed a bit more capital to kind of get started. And so once COVID hit and kind of, uh, it really accelerated our plans to do something new because I mean, events and weddings and parties are all like pretty much shut down. And so, um, it kind of forced us into like reacting mode. Like now it's time to do something. And, uh, I I was, I was brainstorming. What can I do that is like a low cost startup? And that's like an easy parallel transition for what I'm doing now. And I think I heard on a podcast somewhere of a, a guy that had some moving company on the East Coast. And I was like, bingo, like that's what I should do. Um, and so my first thought was like, in thinking of starting something new, it was like, what's the cost going to be? That was like the first thing I, I, I thought about. Hmm. And um, 
for moving specifically, I think the considering what it takes and for what we what we already had in place, it was relatively like low cost to start. Um, and then it came down to me like, what's the worst thing that I could lose? And I, I think for me, it was it was probably time. Um, and even that, I think is it, it's mil- minimal when you think of like the relative like scale of my life. And so that was kind of why I decided to do it was because the cost was affordable and like the um, assumed risk of just time basically like I, I was willing to risk that mm-hmm. um, just because you know I, I think it's an opportunity and I, I wrote down some other thoughts of what I think causes people or causes us to maybe not start things but um, in this one specifically like I was okay with the potential to lose whatever you know? yeah that's funny I remember when you called me and you were like hey I have this idea and I was just like oh my yeah, you gosh were like, that just seems about like that. Yeah, the most that. obvious mm-hmm. like right there in front of you mm-hmm. hidden plain sight kind of idea um, so then starting it and getting that process started, like what kind of resistance did you feel and like, how did that kind of, uh, like what kind of thoughts did you have or feelings or, uh, even just like the ways it kind of manifested day to day? Good question. Uh, I mean the most like brunt, um, like kind of out there resistance I felt was just time to do it. I mean, been working uh, full time for my dad, um, you know, for solid four hours a week. Plus, uh, you know, after that, I, you know, we have, so we still have had a good amount of events going on for the event business. And so like having to manage the schedule and respond to inquiries and then also just wanted to like, improve that business. So website stuff or just research or networking, all these things like I'm still working on plus now starting a whole new thing. And so, um, first thing has been time. Second thing has just been like things I don't know. And so this is the first time I've ever done like a full website on my own. And so just like a ton to learn and, um, it was really good. I've been wanting to do it, but, um, yeah, just not knowing things from like website stuff to, you know, in the past, you know, as you know, we've, we've bought into companies. So I, I, I didn't know a lot of like the, you know, how it, like fictitious business name, business names and, um, the legal stuff and tax stuff and, um, you know, DBAs, all these kind of things I didn't know. And so just figuring all that out, you know, getting set up on like Yelp and Google, like all these just detailed, frustrating things that can take a while, um, had to figure out. And so, uh, time unknowns. Um, and then I think lastly, just, you know, kind of being afraid to fail, maybe like maybe put yeah. myself out there and um, it's kind of risky. You know, we have a decent network with our event uh, business and there's my personal network. And so like at this point I'm kind of all in, I've just kind of announced it and saying, Hey, I'm doing this. And so, it, it may be a little bit embarrassing if it doesn't really work and maybe six months down the, down the road, we're kind of back to doing events and not really moving. And, um, but I got myself to a spot to where I'm okay with that. Like if that happens, like it's a bummer, but I'm okay. Like hmm. at least I tried, I'd rather try it and, you know, work hard at it than not try. And so those are kind of like the resistance, um, the resist- resistance that I felt. Yeah. Us, you know? Oh yeah. I feel like the, the unknown is like, definitely one of the bigger mm-hmm. factors and especially for me that's one of the things that kind of gets me stuck on like um yeah just just like feeling that resistance literally when i'm starting something whether that's like a big project or whether that's um like a career move or whether it's just like a small kind of daily thing it's like okay well because it's unknown it feels you know you kind of just have to like put one foot in front of the other it's like walking in the dark you know you're just kind of like feeling your way through and that's that's scary. You feel the resistance. Like you'd want to just start running full force, full speed ahead. If you don't know what's out there in front of you. Um, and the unknown is kind of a, uh, maybe like a, a proxy for fear too, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're afraid of what could be that we don't see around the corner. Right. Most things are kind of made up, right? There aren't like a ton of things to fear. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, thinking of the um, unknown, I mean, ask the question, like, what is the worst that can that can happen? Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of things in life, like, um, like to undo something, it can be hard, you know, so maybe you marry the wrong person or you, you whatever, you get um, in that kind of, like, sticky situation, like, undoing that, like, the worst that can happen is pretty severe. Like, it can be pretty right. bad. I mean, it could really affect your life in that category. And there's a lot of other categories that I think the worst can, that can happen is, is bad. But for something like this, like an idea or a startup or most things, I mean, most things like the worst that can happen is probably that you fail and maybe you, your ego gets hurt and you're embarrassed. Um, for me with this, that's kind of it. And for you, probably similar, you know, you'll have right. other fallback, you know, there's plenty of job opportunities, plenty, plenty of consulting gigs you could do. So you'll be fine. Like, and for me, kind of same thing. I kind of realized, you know what, I'm going to survive. And so just try it. Like, and I have to be okay with, it. I might fail and that's okay. But yeah, um, I think that's what holds a lot of people back. I think part of what took me so long, um, I think like it's easy to mask it with, Oh, I was too busy, which I, I was busy. But I think part of it was I had this thought, like, what if this doesn't work? What mm-hmm. if I announce it and to get no traction, you know? Yeah. And so it kind of like, um, straight me away. Also, we did a couple moves too that were really darn hard. <laughs> so I think I was like, this is going to be really hard. Oh, like, it's hard work, like, you know? And so, um, yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned something earlier I want to touch on, which was, um, kind of hurting your ego and, uh, and taking a hit there. And it reminded me that it's either one or both of the books that mentioned, um, he, I, I believe it's the war of art. He talks about this idea of the ego and kind of what the ego's role is. And he describes it like your ego is kind of like this, um, like this part of your personality that is always trying to protect yourself. And so mm-hmm. it's basically just try, trying to shield you from everything. And is like, the, the inner overprotective mother, right? This is trying to like shelter you from everything. Um, a little bit like uh, Seth Godin also describes it as like the lizard brain. It's just like survival instincts. You're always trying to protect yourself and, uh, and survive, get through another day. And so you see these unknowns and these scary things or these, uh, these risks and your ego says like, whoa, hold up there. Like, don't go there. Like that's a little bit scary or gives you all these thoughts like maybe I, what am I missing or what's around the corner or, uh, who should I be talking to? Or am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? Is this going to, you know, is this going to destroy me? Right. And so you have to put the ego aside and, and face those things and kind of like, uh, say, Hey ego, it's okay, dude. Like I got this Mm -hmm. or like, it's not that bad. Nothing. There isn't, you know, I've, I'm uncovering the unknowns or I'm willing to take this risk and they're really the worst that can happen isn't that bad right but you have to put your ego aside and say um it's okay if this is embarrassing even it's okay if this doesn't work out because i'm willing to take this risk to get the reward on the other side of this yeah i think another part of ego is being worried about what what people think about us yeah and um it's hard. I mean, I, I like to think that I don't care, but I, I do care for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> what people think. Um, but this is one of those things where you take a step back and you analyze it and does, does it actually matter? And the answer is no. And so, like you said, ego tries to protect you. And so it, it comes in and says, oh, no, like, you know, what, if what so are you doing? So, yeah. <laughs> like, go, go, you know, run away. They're going to talk safe. about you. Um, but, okay, le- so let's just say someone that you know and care about thinks poorly of you okay should so, they be your friend or should yeah they? but even apart from that like 
How does it directly affect me? Oh, gotcha. It doesn't affect me. Right. It really doesn't. If you actually think about it, I mean, sure, I feel maybe sad for like a minute. That's it. You know, I mean, yeah. it can be worse than that, obviously. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm downplaying it. But um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like the like direct effect on us is is probably not worth not trying, you know, like mm-hmm. try, do what you want to do, make, you know, take a risk, do something. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's a huge part. I mean, I'm thankful. I think that my personality kind of lends itself to not caring what a lot of people think most of the time. Uh, but I remember when I, when I was thinking about it, actually, I still haven't really like posted about it on, on, on Facebook. I think I will tomorrow. But um, when I was about to hit, send on uh, on twitter and on linkedin um i was like oh like are people gonna ask questions and <laughs> I had like, the same moment today what are what are people gonna say and like are they gonna be like what the heck or um you know like what are they gonna think about it you know mm-hmm. most of the time yeah it's not like i'm i'm putting words in people's mouths you know like i'm kind of like jumping straight to the worst that someone could think when in reality that's not at all that happens and even if that was the case like you said what does that matter? Like, what does it change? Well, like nothing. Mm-hmm. And if people, um, if people do, I was actually having this conversation with, um, with Monique the other day. Like if people think poorly of you, then like that's on them. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we know what we're doing and like the close people we have in our lives. So like have context and they understand. So like, why does it matter what yeah. anyone else thinks? Um, it doesn't, it doesn't change anything like what that that's on them. Right. So, uh, but that, that can definitely be, again, that's part of that like ego, um, need for social acceptance and belonging as we feel like, oh no, if I don't act a certain way, or if I do this new scary thing, then I'm going to be rejected or I'm going to be cast out from the group or I'm mm-hmm. going to be seen different by other people. Yeah. I think another reason why like starting is hard. Um, I think oftentimes we don't know where to start. Like where, mm-hmm. where do you begin? What do you start with? Um, again, back to like whether it's a habit or something like a new hobby or a business, you know, small to big. Um, I think we don't know where to start, but I think even with that, like there are like steps you can take to figure that out. Right. So, you know, find someone that's gone before you find a friend or a mentor or someone that's, that's done what you want to do. You know, there's obviously lots of like research at your fingertips that you can kind of learn and figure out. Um, whatever it is, like I'm sure you probably had a friend in your life or someone that's done what you want to do. And Mm -hmm. so, but the point being is, is, is really, it's not an excuse. Like it, it's a reason why we wouldn't start, but it shouldn't stop you. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of what I want to talk about tonight is like these, these things are all like legitimate. Um, I think reasons why we don't start, but they aren't like ending factors. They shouldn't stop it completely. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the force. Oppo- these are the forces opposing you. These are, this is the resistance, but it's not enough to, to prevent you from going forward. Right. They're more like, Obstacles, obstacles than they are yeah. barriers if that makes mm-hmm. sense um it's interesting when i so when i was talking to a couple of friends about um you know leaving bare metrics and kind of going on my own they were you know encouraging me and sending me a few articles and someone who had done this you know about two years ago who uh he had left his job and and started going on his own to build his own software business he wrote about his kind of reflections of what he's experiencing about a month later and the kind of like startup cliche is that it's like jumping off a cliff and then like assembling a plane on the way down. Mm -hmm. But he was talking about how when he left his job and started working on his new business, he felt like it was more like, um, like working on his, at his day job 
like building this new software business what felt like building an escape pod. Um, and so he was like really motivated, just like get out of, you know, the ship, you know, just kind of like leave, um, leave the rest. But then once he left and he escaped then he was like, Oh, where do I go now? And I feel like that's super true for, again, for starting something. Sometimes you don't know exactly like where you're going, but you just need, you just need to start. Mm -hmm. Right. And then from once you put your first step, once you get started, then you figure out exactly where you want to go or you need to go, the things you need to do. Um, but it's that first kind of like just pressing the button to escape or making the switch, making the decision, taking that first step that is the, is the scariest. You can't let that just cause you don't know where you're going. Doesn't mean that, uh, you shouldn't start going in a direction. Yeah. Uh, that's really hard for me. I've always been someone that I always ask why and I always want to know like, what's the plan? I've yeah. always been that way. Um, and for me, like starting without knowing like the next step is difficult. Um, is, I mean, I'm talking about guys from, like small things, small things to big things, right? So even like, I don't know, it's hard to, hard to explain, but just like a very small example, like like know. being on vacation. I mean, like, what are we doing today? What's the plan? Sure, what, yeah, wh- yeah. What are what am I doing today? Right, yeah. that's a very good example. That. It's like a very small thing, but I I want to know what am I doing today. I want to yeah. plan. I want to know what's the next step. What's, what's the hour the by hour? Like I'm I'm that way. Um, and when I don't know that, it's hard to function. Um, it's not a reason to not like live my day. Even if I don't know the plan, I still have to go forward with my day. Um, same thing with a new startup or idea. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting. Um, just one more point on um, sort of not knowing where to begin and you know worrying about what people will think about us. Uh, in The Hard to Start by David Kadui, he says, um, it's more comfortable to work where you can blame things that go wrong on a coworker, your boss, your boss's boss, or even you know some other kind of external factor. When you're on your own, you quickly learn that only you are responsible for your own success or failure. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to the ego a little bit and like not knowing where to begin or having a hard time starting, I think part of that resistance is the responsibility and like coming to terms with the fact that like it's on you, it's not on someone else. You have to be the one to take the first step and, or, you know, make the leap as it were for whatever you're working on. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard. Like people naturally, I mean, it's like a human nature to uh, not want to assume responsibility. You know, like when, um, when, when Eve gave Adam uh, the apple you know, and then God asks, you know, what happened? And then Adam's like, oh, this chick gave me an apple. Like, I don't know. And he's kind of just like, he wanted to get rid of all responsibility or, or, or blame. And that's so true. Like it, when everything is on you, you have skin in the game, like mm-hmm. the stakes are higher mm-hmm. and that can be too much responsibility for people to handle if yeah. they're not ready for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, to close, I, I put down kind of three little points of like how to start um, so I'm curious on your experience cause you, yeah. I know with, um, not swipe files, but what's the one where you had a mental models for yeah, marketing, you had a month to do it. Yeah. Um, so here's what I, for me, um, what finally worked is I set a due date and then I got some accountability and then I scheduled chunks of time to work on what I wanted to do. Hmm. Um, without those three steps, I think that's part of why I kind of was kind of k- kicking around rocks the first couple of months cause I wasn't <laughs> making much progress. I was working when I could and no actual due date and, and whatever. I didn't really talk to anyone about it. And so uh, once I 
I said a due date to myself, and then once I did that, I knew that I was okay with talking about it. So I remember uh, anyone I would talk to that would come up, I would just kind of share, oh, yeah, I'm starting to come up, whatever. I would just kind of share it. And then mm. it like made me think, okay, I have to do this now. And then I think I told a few like coordinators that we work with for the event business. And so I kind of got accountability right. and just kind of put it out there. And then I would schedule like my time when I was going to do it. Mm. Um, but curious for you, like what yeah. practical tips work for you? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, honestly, I think that these three steps, like three out of three. Yeah, like nice. perfectly kind of sum it up because um, there's a lot to unpack with each one of those as well. But yeah, I mean, I shared it um, in one of the previous episodes about sort of my experience building and launching a course. And uh, I had had the idea for like a year. I had put the idea like I had the blank slate in front of me for like three months. And then it wasn't until it was like the end of the year, November. I was like, dang it, I'm going to be really mad at myself if I don't have this out the door by the end of the year. I just need to set a date. And um, so I didn't really have like a method for it, but I was just like, I need to set a date. I got accountability. I told people that I was, uh, I would pay them if I missed the, the deadline. And then I just built out every chunk of time, like nights and weekends to work on it. Um, I'm feeling this now too with, with swipe files. The, the two big things I want to launch for it are a private community and a podcast. And I've kind of been like, I've been wanting to, especially for the community, get that up and running like a long time ago. But I've been telling myself like, oh, I'm going to do it after I'm done with bare metrics or I need to have this amount of content done or I want to do it in conjunction with the podcast, but I'm not sure when I can start on that yet. And so finally I was like, okay, I want to have the, the, uh, the community launched by the end of the month. And so that means that at this month, no, this month. Oof. Yeah. So that means I need to have these Being people September invited. 22nd right now, Corey. I know. I'm, I'm coming out to the deadline, but it's going to be launched. Don't worry. Right. So I've, well, already, I've already got it When built. this comes out, we'll know. So what you need to do is go to swipefiles.com <laughs> slash membership and figure out if he did it or not. That's right. It'll be on there. It's swipefiles.co slash membership um, if it'll be on there. But yeah, so I mean, I, I set the date end of the month. I've started inviting people now. Um, and even the podcast, like, I, I found myself telling a few people about it and even just telling a few people that I want to do the podcast is like enough motivation mm-hmm. and accountability to actually like go and do that. And do take the steps. Said, yeah. yeah. When it's a secret, like you can kind of just procrastinate and delay for as long as you want to and kick rocks and dilly dally around. Um, but that third piece, I feel like setting a due date, getting accountability, those are really like motivating factors, but to actually like sit down and do the work Really, I found, yeah, scheduling chunks of time to work and practice. I think it's really about like getting into a habit of working on this thing that you're starting. Um, the best way to do that is to schedule the time and just have it on your calendar. I think you don't have to get all fancy with habits or tricks or I don't know, things, you know, bells ringing and there's, yeah. I don't know, Pomodoro technique or whatever. I think just schedule chunks of time. I found that really helpful. In fact, right now, I'm, I'm kind of blocking out time now from figuring, okay, Monday is going to be like my content creation day. Tuesday is going to be like my podcasting day. Wednesday is going to be like my, uh, my like research day and reading day. And kind of just like, basically, um, I haven't figured out the exact kind of order, mm-hmm. but I'm figuring out like having these chunks of time already scheduled out makes, uh, it like takes away some of the power from the resistance, yeah. right? It's already there. It's on the calendar. Um, all the right ingredients are there. I expect it. There's much less unknowns of what I'm going to work on. And that's what you need. 
Um, I had one more thought on this. So uh, I remember when we were one of the guys that used to work um, for the company when I first took over from the Stecklers. Um, he was a bit older. He's in his 40s, and it's kind of like a little side thing he would do on the weekends. And I remember running into him at church, like, probably four or five months later after like, I had taken over, and he was no longer, I think I don't think he was really working as much as he was before. And he's like, hey, man, like, how are things going? Like, what are you spending your time on? And I was like, oh, I'm doing this, this, and this, like, all these ideas that I had. And he was like, yeah, man, he's like, just remember, like, the number one thing like, you need to do is focus on is booking new events, like, keeping work in, in like, the pipeline, just keep filling the books. Hmm. And... That's always stuck with me because I think like whatever it is you're trying to start to do, like there's probably so many different facets and categories of things to work on and improve. And you got to figure out like what is like the lifeline of what you're doing. And mm-hmm. for me, like for for most business, it's probably it's the sales. It's revenue. Right. And so like, uh, you know, I think like the moving thing, for example, uh, part of why it took me a while to start it was uh, I wanted my website to be perfect. And I wanted to be yeah. like, I always had like, oh, how can I make this page better and add this cool feature, whatever. And I wanted to do like, Oh, this company has this. Why can I do that? And all these ideas, and kind of realized like, okay, if it works, if I can book people through it and it's functional, like that's all I need to launch it. And so, yeah, like getting yourself okay with that and it being like a baseline okay, then just launch it, just do it, just go, and then like don't neglect it. Like keep building, keep improving, but get it to a level to where like it's man, it's workable, and then see if it works. Like you know, don't spend all this time in it and maybe it never never ends up working. And so yeah, a little thought that I have. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I'm super stoked for Monique because she's launched her, mm. uh, her e-commerce store, joycrafthandmade.com. We'll plug for her. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been really fun. She's doing amazing and she's working incredibly hard. Um, much harder than myself, to be honest. Yeah, she's like, killing it. I was at, over at, the, at your house, Corey, uh, last week and me and you were eating pizza, watching basketball. And she and was just she cranking was away, dude. Just cranking away. Yeah, and she'll do it it's all. It's hard night. work. I tried it, and um, the extruder, hand, dude. The, the extruder, extruder shreds, dude. That will get your wrist. It hurts. It's true. Um, but we've been talking about. So, you know, we were going through very similar things of like, oh, we want the website to be perfect before we launch. And it's like, oh, I, I you know, being kind of like the the bystander, get to be the objective one and say like, no, let's just get out of the door, and mm-hmm. we can always fix things later. And so that's been really helpful just kind of speeding up that timeline. Now she's actually renting a little retail space in, uh, uh, in UTC. And, um, you know, so she's thinking about like, oh, I need to kind of freaking out about all the different ingredients and what mm-hmm. she needs to do to prepare. And I'm kind of having a reminder like, Hey, this is a starting point. Let's just get something that you can work with. You're going to want to change things and improve things over time anyway. So let's just get something that you yeah. can be happy, uh, kind of launching with. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's very easy to forget, right? I mean, I go through the same thing. It's the whole um, perfect is the enemy of progress, right? You just, mm-hmm. you need to focus on getting something, something out of the door instead of creating something perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> one, one more thought, parting, is um, from Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art. He says, the more important and true to our calling something is, the more resistance we will feel towards it. And um, I really like that because I feel like it's important to remember that the like resistance is actually a good indicator. The more resistance you feel, the more important it is, the greater the reward, the more satisfying it will feel to get that thing done. So that's been a motivating factor for me is just kind of keeping that in mind of like, all right, if I'm really feeling stuck, like, this is really important and it actually makes me more excited to actually do it and get started mm-hmm. and can 
even be kind of enough inherently to get started. Yeah, that's so good. Cool. All right. Well, if you've got any thoughts for us, if you have trouble starting something or if you're starting something new, let us know. You can email us at cultivateandkeep.com. Um, and uh, would love to have you share this with someone else. If you have someone who's starting something, um, send them this episode. You can share it uh, directly from the website. You can just cultivateandkeep.com slash podcast or from whatever podcast player you're using. Just click that share button and shoot them a text. Otherwise, we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.